Chapter 10. The Goal of Meditation Christians don't meditate just for the sake of meditating. Fixing our minds on godly things, on the things that are true, honorable, just, pure, lovely, commendable, excellent, and worthy of praise, Philippians 4 verse 8 ESV, isn't just about keeping ourselves busy. Paul wrote, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Romans 12 verse 2. Meditation is part of the process that God uses to transform and renew our minds to become more and more like His own. The Treasure in Your Heart Thinking like God is, quite literally, a lofty goal. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Isaiah 55 verses 8 through 9. As we read in the introduction to this section, the carnal mind, the natural human mind, is opposed to God. See Romans chapter 8 verses 5 through 8. We aren't naturally inclined to see the world the way he does, and meditation helps us to change that. I have more understanding than all my teachers, for your testimonies are my meditation. I understand more than the ancients, because I keep your precepts. Psalm 119 verses 99 through 100. Meditation functions on an important spiritual principle. For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. Proverbs 23 verse 7. Jesus further explained, A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good, and an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil. For out of the abundance of the heart his mouth speaks. Luke chapter 6 verse 45. In simpler terms, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Matthew 6, verse 21. The things we choose to meditate on will become the treasure we fill our hearts with. That treasure, one way or the other, will produce a change in us. And it's not a one-time choice. We have to continually make choices between the godly things and worldly things. And those choices will add together, compounding in our hearts, shaping who we become. As a result, even though our outward man is perishing, Yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. 2 Corinthians 4 verse 16 After Jesus was born, when the shepherds shared everything they had heard from the angelic host about the arrival of the Messiah, all those who heard it marveled at the things which they were told them by the shepherds. Luke chapter 2 verse 18 It was more than exciting. It was the news of the century. But Mary, the mother of Jesus, did something more than marvel. Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Verse 19. The Greek word translated pondered here means meditated. Mary made the effort to keep, to hold on to the things she'd heard, and then really think about them. That was part of the treasure she kept in her heart. Growing as Christians requires us to do the same, to hold on to the messages God gives us and meditate on them in our hearts. But even that isn't enough. The ultimate goal of meditation is an inward change that produces an outward result. Changing on the inside doesn't count for very much if it never changes who we are on the outside. Putting thoughts into practice. The transformation process begins with the renewing of our minds, but it cannot end there. Paul said that we must put off concerning your former conduct, the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lusts, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, 
and that you put on the new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. Ephesians 4, 22-24 As the inward man changes, as we are renewed and transformed by continually dwelling on the word of God, the actions of the new man should become more and more apparent. James warned that simply hearing isn't enough. But be doers of the word, he wrote, and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it, and is not a forgetful hearer but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. James 1 verses 22 through 25. It's not all passive. What we hear, what we treasure in our hearts and meditate on, must translate into action. Paul described it in terms of a spiritual war. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. 2 Corinthians 10 verses 3 through 5. Destroying arguments and lofty opinions, taking every thought captive. There's nothing passive about any of that. As we fight this war in our minds, it changes who we are. With God's help, we tear down the sins that don't belong, bringing the new man into a closer and closer alignment with Jesus Christ. Meditation must be fueled. Prayer, Bible study, and meditation are closely tied together. We speak to God through prayer. God speaks to us through Bible study. We listen to and internalize His words through meditation. There's no room for ignoring any of these three elements in our conversations with God. Growing as a Christian requires us to speak with God, to hear His words, and then to give those words a place to live in our hearts. Leave out any element, and our growth will be stunted. Of course, there's still some benefit to be gained from prayer and Bible study even on their own. Sharing our thoughts and requests with God, studying His Word, there's something to be gained from doing either one of those, even if we neglect the other parts of the equation. Meditation, though, requires something to meditate about. If we're not studying, if we're not praying, then it's going to be difficult, maybe even impossible, to meditate. Our studies and our prayers are generally going to be the sources that fuel our meditation. When all three elements are combined in the right way, God will help us discover an incredible capacity for growth. So we pray. We study. And as we do both those things, we take what we're learning and do the thing that doesn't always come naturally. We stop. And we listen.